Yes, hello. It is podcast time. Welcome to the show. I am Tommy. I am the host, and I have a banger of a show today because on the hotline, I have my number one homie, Tony. How are you, Anthony? I'm great, bro. It's uh, It's been a while since we've hooked up on one of these. It has been a minute, and I'm so glad you could be here because I wanted to get a pulse check. Quick pulse check, Anthony. I've said before, you're kind of like a grounding wire. You're among the most sane people in my life. You and Junior, very logical people, and I appreciate that. So, as a quick refresher for everyone... The original concept of the 2023 Arch Independent Podcast series was to make a documentary of this kind of wild time in history. And I wanted to try and have some fun and make an archive about the world that we live in. And the primary thrust of those shows has been that we're at the onset of what looks to be a significant shift in society. They're not crazy rant shows, though. It's more like observe and report. I got that whole innocent bystander thing going here, okay? But the series is focused on the divisiveness of our current era and how social divide seems to be growing and what the future might look like. So, Tony, let me start by asking you, how does that subject rate? I mean, how interested are you in hearing podcasts about that, my homie? (laughs) <laughs> about where about where we're at and where we're going yes. uh, <laughs> about the huge divide in society it's it's such a heartwarming it's subject gloom from my end bro <laughs> it's not as bad as saying the planet's gonna end in five years like the climate freaks that's true that's true, that's true. if you know me uh always middle of the road politically or really anything and uh i Try not to get too high on stuff. Try not to get too low on stuff. And, you know, I think the future, I have a positive outlook on the future. Do you know? But I, okay. I might be in the minority there. So. No, I don't, I'm not sure that you are in the minority. And that's why I wanted to try and get a pulse check. So what does it feel like to you currently? Well, I always I always weigh these things <laughs> uh, a couple different ways, you know. I, so if you were to watch news right now any kind of news media outlets blah 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 it is the end of of everything that we know and love it's it's all going to end tomorrow or the next day according to all the news outlets right there is a lot of doom as we were just saying i don't know maybe i was just adding to the doom maybe the show needs a reboot to be less doomy it's really i'm not sure how many of the episodes you've taken the time to listen to all the way through it's not that doomy it's 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 not yeah it's not well thank you but i interrupted please go ahead well so i look at you know i i judge what the media is saying and like all right they obviously they're they're on channel 99 if we're starting at channel zero, right? They're right. all they're all the way, volume 99, like, scorched earth type shit. So then I do, I'm like, all right, well, how does that relate to the people that I know? And everybody, I have a lot of friends, talk to a lot of people about a lot of different things. And a lot of them are political and one side on another, one side on something else, blah, blah. But everybody's just kind of normal. Nobody's really freaking out. 
but then I get on social media back to the media part of it get on social media and those same people that I would call my friends and normal people oh they're scorched earth on social media <laughs> but only on social media so I don't know what the fuck any of that means except everybody's confused and nobody knows anything about anything that's fair it is interesting the way that social media amplifies stuff. And I certainly, you know, point the finger at myself. I use my Twitter account in, you know, very assertive ways to try and cut through the noise. It's not a real great reflection of, of how I would treat a conversation, but it, it's kind of a giant cesspool. So flinging shit doesn't seem that unusual i i don't know I, let me get away from the social media stuff so what stories lately have caught your attention well we had our previous podcast episodes that we've done over the over the over the last four or five years and we did one on bob lazar way back in the day yes and yes. and now it wasn't that long ago either is you know what are we like two years removed from that conversation probably something like that i have no idea that um, sounds about right probably yeah um but since then you know the all these reports have been coming out that were uh, i don't know the correct terminology they they were not officially released to the public up until very recently in the last six months to a year um about all these potential ufo sightings that the government's actually admitting that they don't know what these things were right um it's not and it's not really it's not news to anybody because everybody's so focused on political stuff it <laughs> the reason i bring this up it's it's shocking that if this would have come out five years ago or ten years ago it's headline news on every station it's headline news on mtv you know <laughs> okay but yeah <laughs> ufos are real you but nobody seems to care like we've all just like oh okay they're real art we don't know if they're aliens we don't know what they are they could be nothing they could be the u.s air force creating some blah 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 but and, i guess maybe you know. that's what i've been talking about with a significant shift in society so aliens no longer matter right is there anything that matters anymore Tony, did you know that the president of the United States is a full-blown dementia patient? How do we feel yeah, about that? How do we feel about that? Aware. Yeah. So that's aware of that. fine. There's no big deal there. Is there anything that society as a whole cares about? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, when it comes to the when it comes to the president and 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 the former president <laughs> Um, it's such a, like we, when you first started talking, it's such a divide and that's, that's the biggest divide right now is left versus right, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it always goes back to people are narcissists. They believe that they're right. So if they're on the left, they believe the left is right. If they're on the right, they believe the right is right, blah, blah, blah. And th there's no middle ground. Everybody on that side is wrong. Fuck you. You're all stupid. And me, it's like, like. I'm back in college right now. I'm, t I'm taking a critical thinking class. Now, again, it's hard because I know all these people on, on an individual level. They seem like just normal, just like that. Just normal. Like everything's fine. There is no craziness. But when you look at, now, again, a lot of it's media driven. But then you see all these protests and these are the same people that you or me would potentially be friends with or are friends with. 
but now they've joined this group and they think they're so right by fighting whatever cause they're fighting at whatever moment it is in time you know and it doesn't mean they're bad people but it's just like they're just not they're, they're not thinking clearly i i don't know i can't put my finger on it i don't know uh, so where does it go from here does it just magically improve no no we're gonna have another another election next year oh it's gonna be the same it's gonna be the same thing it's yeah. gonna be such a shit show <laughs> i can't be, wait Trump's, what Trump's a time to be alive again. oh he's definitely unless running he, he's already running it's already happened We're yeah ready. unless he lands in in jail for this whole thing that's going on right now which i i don't really think is really gonna happen he's gonna run again and i guess he's gonna win i i don't know I, Who I don't knows, know, man. I, I no there's idea. so many wild cards that go into that. I don't know if I want to drive the show into a ditch and take us to the 2024 presidential election. Okay, coming back, I wanted to get another pulse check from you on something that I find amazing and it's got a little bit of a sports overture to it so uh, may I ask off the top of your head have you heard the most recent information about the Oakland A's baseball franchise potentially relocating to Las Vegas Nevada any of that make it onto your radar Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I haven't been uh, probably as dialed in as you because I'm not local like you are with that situation. But I have been following it. You know, when the story broke, whatever it was, probably close to a month ago, that you know Vegas was interested, and then right. <laughs> well, I haven't dug deep enough in to see how how that public money, where that public money is coming from. It's not as bad as the Raiders deal where they pegged on the hotel tax. It, it's a series okay. of, of tax rebates that are transferable are the key. If you follow through, I don't want to get into too deep of weeds. But transferable tax credits, that's a hell of a thing to hand to the Oakland fucking athletics baseball team. What public benefit is coming from that again? Are they going to start letting people into the stadium for free, Ant? <laughs> Now that we've established that it's this wonderful public benefit that we should fund, it's free day at the park every day, right? You just waltz right in. Well, I don't know if you saw the timing of all this. So, you know, the A's fans have been basically saying F you, like the people in Oakland saying F you all year. Like they've had an average of like, I don't know, it's something stupid, like 1,200 or 1,500 fans show up every game. And maybe that's even more than the number actually is. I have no idea. It's got to be low, though. It's got to be low. So, so the day this whole thing came out, where Nevada or Vegas came out and said, "Oh, we got all this public money," blah blah blah. It was the same day that all the A's fans said, "All right, let's turn it around just for one day and show that we do support our athletics." And they had thirty-seven thousand people at the stadium for that for that game on the same day that Vegas announced that we got all this public money. <laughs> I don't know. It's I guess it's a tradition as old as time now that the public seems to fund all of these sports stadiums. New York just did it for the Bills. I'm not sure if you heard about that. It's pandemic. It's the real pandemic. Throwing public money at the fucking billionaire sports owners. 
That's pretty incredible. But having said that, let's move on to the if it happens, it happens phase here to the acceptance of it all. Tony, how interested are you when you're in Vegas of going out to take in an AIDS game? Um, well, hard to, it's, it's hard because typically when we go to Vegas, when I go to Vegas, I'm usually there for a specific reason, whether it's March Madness or the Super Bowl weekend or sure, whatever it playing, is. playing, shooting some um, pool. I mean, are you going to squeeze in an A's game? Is there anything compelling about it? No, the, the only thing that it just adds another potential Vegas trip. Like, all right, specifically, I'm going to go. Watch them play the Yankees, in. aren't you? You spank. You want to watch the pinstripes. <laughs> I'm going to go potentially in maybe September, like a late September game and maybe catch an A's game on a Saturday, catch a Raiders game on a Sunday. Oh, you know? do a sports um, thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. That's the only, I would never just, Oh, I'm in Vegas. Oh, Oh, the A's are playing today at one. Oh, maybe we'll check it out. No, I, not really. Yeah, so I like the way you're thinking there. You can kind of make it a whole little sports ensemble bet on the games. Of course, everybody's already doing that. So let's catch one more break and we'll do a final segment. All right, Anthony, this is going to be an excellent final segment. I want to do two things here. I want to wrap up the current events with a speed round and then move back into the sports thing and talk about the upcoming NFL season. You ready for the speed round? Current affairs. I will give you a name. Give me a quick blurb. Your thoughts about this individual. Current affairs. Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci. Fauci. Um, uh, quick blurb is <laughs> like, like the pandemic happened and it, yes, it was, it he did. was a household name. And now like, it's kind of, you know, evident that everything we went through was kind of all a bunch of just shit <laughs> from the mass to the, to, to the fire or to the, um, uh, the vaccine, to the boosters, to six feet, you know, social distancing, like it all, turns out to be kind of a big crock of shit apparently and i that guy kind of disappeared from my radar but I, again i don't i'm not reach i'm not looking for him on on <laughs> cnn or whatever fair enough, that's not my fair enough. <laughs> next current events current events ron desantis ron desantis <laughs> i don't know what to make of this dude like at first i just thought trump was gonna run again so he was just gonna let trump run and then he decided to throw trump under the bus and and now he's gonna run and he's he's got some weird shit going on in florida that i don't really understand but it's weird enough to make me never want to go to florida as long as he's in charge um i i don't know i he's I don't, he kind of scares me but i don't really know a lot so i don't know fair enough again very fair lastly current affairs Dylan Mulvaney and or Bud Light. Either of those reaction to Dylan Mulvaney and or 
Bud Light? Well, <laughs> well, it, it was an interesting campaign. It was it was interesting. Bud Light has lost a lot of money to the point the other day where I saw a Bud Light commercial that was their whole ad campaign on this one was supporting Harley Davidson. So, kind of a 180 from the Dylan situation. But personally, I I do drink Bud Light. And I still drink Bud Light, and I could give a fuck less one way or the other. Of course not. Who gives a fuck what the beer is doing? What a time to be alive. That's, you know, again, kind of what I've been putting into the 2023 Arch Independent Podcast series is that kind of divisiveness. And it's remarkable to sit over here. I mean, I... I didn't really drink Bud Light before. It certainly wouldn't impact my decision to drink it in the future because they put Dylan Mulvaney on a can. But it's remarkable that that has had an actual impact in society. To your point, Bud's market position has been altered. That's incredible. I mean, the market speaks. I'm not trying to condemn the... That's their right to each their own. If you want to protest Bud Light and fucking blow up the cans or any of that stuff the way they used to burn records remember that they would yeah. they would protest your evil satanic music by buying all your records and setting them on fire <laughs> your final thoughts is that divisiveness gonna go away or is this thing just gonna splinter and crack I know that you said that you've got the positive vibes for the future so help me out because obviously I'm, I'm definitely Sally the cynic over here so <laughs> Help me out. Help a girl out. <laughs> well, just to give you an example of, of what we are just talking about, the Bud Light situation. So I play pool once a week at this local establishment in North Phoenix, almost like Cave Creek area. Okay. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's, it's the type of areas. It's kind of a more rural area in the Phoenix area. And a lot of, um, uh, you know, what would be right wingers hang out there. And not necessarily, but they're, you know, country music, cowboy, you know, barbecue style places, the sure. type of place this is. That makes sense. And, I mean, uh, without going over the top stereotypes, the, you know, you can picture right. the vibe. Right. But, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm using it as a stereotype, but realistically, the bottom line is when I go there, I order a bottle of Bud Light every time I'm there. And for the last three weeks, they haven't been selling Bud Light and they won't ever again, according to the owner. And that's not because that it's not a good selling selling beer. It's the number one selling. Well, at the time, it was the number one selling beer in the world. So, you know, they made it. They made a stance. They're like, oh, we're not going to support Bud Light because of the situation, because of the decision they made to put this person on their can. You know. So, um, to answer your question, I mean, no, <laughs> the divisiveness is not. It's not going to be lessened anytime soon, bro. It's just going to get stronger and stronger. So where's all that positivity now, Ant? Have I dragged you to the dark side? (laughs) Yes, precious. Over to the dark clouds. I I see the world as as two... Everybody is two things. I, I see what's happening, and I'm not... You know, I'm not blinded by my... What I want to be a positive place to live in you know i I understand that and i really don't think it's gonna get any better soon but i just hope it does like i in 
in my heart of hearts, I truly believe everybody's a good person and they're just going to learn to live with whatever they have to live with from the other side of whatever it is they're talking about. Now, that's the, you know, the, I, I don't even know what to call it. The, the super positivity in me that I've always kind of had. And I'm just trying to hold on to that as much as I can right now, bro. That's pretty much where I'm at. Fair enough. All right. So the other thing that I have been spending some time on lately, Anthony, is backtesting the model. As we get closer to the NFL season, trying to tighten up all of those inputs and make sure that we can find ourselves on the right side of history, my friend. So... Have you been tracking OTA's mini camps, uh, the news around the National Football League, my friend? I know. Yeah, NFL is doing some weird things right now. Um, not as as a league, but just certain teams are not re-signing players that are going to be due a big contract, and they're not even looking for trades on some of these, like DeAndre Hopkins and. Uh, and it's only a handful of guys, but it's just kind of weird because I don't remember really any time. And don't get me wrong, there was always like maybe one or two guys a year or every five years that this would happen to where they couldn't find a deal. So they would just outright cut them to save on the cap the following season. But that seems to be like the norm right now, um, especially for running backs. Saquon's going through it right now, potentially. Um, it's kind of eye opening. Throw a couple of random bombs out to close us. I'm going to start with Atlanta Falcons. I guess it's really not that much of a dark horse pick. They're America's sleeper, maybe, or getting to be America's sleeper, but a lot to like about the Atlanta Falcons. Anthony, shock the world with a bold prediction. Well, all right. So before I do a prediction, there's one stat that... They always talk about on NFL Network. So, and this is like going back like 25 seasons now in a row. Seven teams from the previous playoff year. So last year, seven teams that made the playoffs last year will not make the playoffs this year. That's happened essentially 20 to 25 years in a row every year. So there's seven new teams in the playoffs every single season. Now you got to try to pinpoint that which is basically impossible but knowing that if you could try to look at the teams from last year that made the playoffs on ooh, they barely made the playoffs does that mean they're on the upswing or does that mean they're on the downswing you know what i mean somebody like minnesota from last year or the bills or the chiefs you know whoever it is Right, um, the bottom can drop out of a team like the Chiefs very quickly, even with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Pat Mahomes gives them an advantage over essentially all opponents, but it's not something that he can do by himself. That is certainly not how it'll work out. But we shall see the you know the Niners have a very uncertain future, and yeah, I just found it interesting. It's kind of a, a for me a little new wrinkle to just yeah, think so. about in the in the beginning of the season to try to try to. Maybe and it's quite interesting. So Tampa Bay is a team that is certainly looking like a rebuild. So Tampa Bay most likely not repeating as NFC South champion. We'll see if the NFC South champion can get to five hundred this year. That'll be fascinating. And lastly, let me leave you with this thought. 
the window closes really, really quickly in the NFL, and I think it's already closed on the Bills. I would not be at all surprised to see the Bills be a 500-ish team and fall short of their win total. It's a situation where I think the coaching staff is terrible. I think the star player is good, but not legendary. And there seems to be a little turmoil as we record this episode, Tony. Diggs has expressed some type of dissatisfaction. Obviously, neither of us are in Buffalo, but it's very curious to me that someone as talented as Mr. Diggs is expressing discontent with the team that needs him more than he needs it, most likely. DeAndre Hopkins can't get that contract right now. I bet you Diggs can. Yeah. Yeah, Diggs did not show up for uh, mandatory workouts, mandatory minicamp, whatever you want to call it, um, which is, I agree, uh, pretty eye-opening. The only problem with that is the division. If you're going to bet on a future there, you know. All right, man, that's what pretty about, good. Oh, go, please, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, what about one more One more on the opposite side of the country? We, we talked about it. Um, and the uh, NFC West, Cardinals suck. Oh, God, what a fucking bridge collapse that franchise is. So Cliff, the ultimate disaster. I I love it. I can't help it. It's just something that cracks me up to see if the Big 12 does not work in the NFL. And the people who are all in on Kyler Murray, that was a washout. I mean, I guess he made a playoff game or something. I, I don't know. You tell me. It's one of those things where the five games of the year that he's healthy, yeah, it looks looks wonderful. But right. that's not how they hand out championships in the NFL or in fantasy sports. So buyer beware with that fucking little dude. And the Rams? Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like to me, the whole the whole division is is you know the Rams. We don't know the the Niners quarterback situation. We don't know now. They have the they have the best team in the NFC probably by far. But is I don't know. I don't know quarterback like without a quarterback. You saw what happened without a quarterback in the NFC championship game. So yeah, that ended very poorly. That was very disappointing for the Niners. Yeah, and then Seattle is such a long shot to win that division but it might be something to actually take a look at you know like he gets the most out of his his players it's something that pete carroll has been a highly effective head coach for a long time and they've got some very interesting pieces obviously the niners just you know i i would tend to to think that until whatever curse has been put on their players that caused them to take those freak injuries until that curse is lifted i cannot join you in saying that they're the best team they're the most attractive team oh my god they're beautiful when you look at them jeez but they come with this dangerous aura around them so i guess i'll leave with that there's our pulse check beware of divisive culture and bad aura 